So we are in the middle of Perek Tess, right, page 236. And we just, uh, we just dropped a bomb, and we said a very amazing point. And the point that we brought out was that there is a certain amount of energy that is coming into the world from for the six days of creation, right? It's constantly going there. But this is what is known as a, um, a, a, a small amount, a minute amount of energy, which is keeping the world going. However, our objective in terms of Torah mitzvahs is that we are able to add a tremendous amount of light into the world. That's our job. That's what we are doing here. And that's our, that's our mission, so to speak. So even though we said um, at the beginning of Perak Test that there is something to the idea that, you know, does God really, you know, does he really care about our mitzvahs or our, our, our you know, davening or any of that stuff? And maybe the whole idea of davening, the whole idea of mitzvahs is really just to mizachech myself, right? And, and purify myself and to recognize that I have, you know, someone that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, that's above me. However, according to Kabbalah, we say a deeper pshat. And the deeper pshat is that, in fact, we are, in fact, changing the existence based on our actions and our, what we say and what we think and all the things that we are involved in in this world. And that's what we said is this idea of soid tosefes, that we are actually able to add a tremendous amount of light into the world, and hopefully that is making a dear betachtoni, making the world a better place, and all the things that we ho- are hoping for. So let's start again from Vihine Bisheshis Yemei Breshis. The first one in line is Ba'aretz. We'll start towards the middle of the line after the comma. It says like this Vihine Bisheshis Yemei Breshis, Ha'ir Hashem Mi'atzma Ome'elav. So he says that from the six days of creation, Hashem basically decided and he shined from himself. Right, a certain amount of light. And he made it, he forced it, he caused it, he limited himself. Right, like we kept on discussing yesterday, the idea of the word hislabish, into the yudzviras, and even afterwards, now, that even from now, that there is this ha'ara. Now, ha'ara, whenever you see the word ha'ara, the indication, generally speaking, is a limitation of light. Right, as opposed to the or itself, which is a more of a magnitude of, <coughs> excuse me, of light. Ha'ara indicates to me that there's some sort of limitation going on there, and it's more of a ray, right? Besides shayrish, right? This is the, uh, so to speak, the secret of the root. Right, that amount of or that is coming down, that's keeping uh, things going in existence, is not dependent upon our actions down here. Okay? Ulam, however, ha'ara zubit simsum. However, what we are saying is that this ha'ara, this limited light, is at the end of the day, it's limited. It's, it's uh, you know, there is a concealment on the greater amount of light, and only a trickle, only a certain amount is what is going through. Right? On the other hand, the majority of the ore that is able to come down into the world to make the world into the place that we want it to be, right, is based on our actions down here. Beside Toisephus, this is the secret of what we add. Toisephus means from the word to add, Toisef or Yosef, right? Vahainu, namely what? Metamana, like we said before. Kevan, since. Because in truth, it's a tremendous limitation. It's a tremendous going down by Hashem. 
And so this, now let's go back to what we said initially. Why do we have to Bechlal say Halal? God needs our Shvachim, God needs our praises, God needs, uh, like, uh, it's ridiculous. Why, he doesn't need it, right? So why are we commanded to say Halal? Or for that matter, why are we commanded Bechlal to Daven? Or, you know, right, and on and on and on, all the things that we've been talking about, you know, all along, right? Right, like we said, why, what does it matter? Why, why, do we, why are we getting ourselves involved in this, whole, in this whole discussion? So he says like this, now we can understand the Indian of Halel, right, through us, right, through us praising him, in order that he should poil, that he should then impact the world through the spheros. Like, in other words, by us praising him, Right, praising his chesed, praising his gvura, praising his chachma. Through this, through this, we're able to draw out and draw down that Hashem should dafka come down into that particular spheres. Okay, so what he's saying here, this is the man, which is mam sheikh mad. Now, what do those initials mean? Man is mayim nukvim, mad is mayim dechoyrim, right? Now, don't get confused. Uh, we are generally accustomed to saying the words Isarusa de Latata, an arousal from below, and Isarusa de Laela, an arousal from above. Okay? So in when you look in the books uh, or the Kisve Arizal, in the writings of the Arizal, you have the same concept. And Isarusa de Latata, however, is known as Right, man, maim nukvim. Right, that it's the feminine waters going, so to speak, up. Namely, that there's an arousal from below that's happening. Mad, on the other hand, is synonymous with isurusa de la'ela. The only difference is, is that isurusa de la tata, isurusa de la'ela is what is written in Zaihar, and man and mad is written in, in the Arizal. Why it's that way, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason, but I don't know why. What? Memdal, maim dechayrim. Right? So it's the same idea. So this is the idea that through us having an Isurusa Latata, we're able to draw down within him an Isurusa Ela. Now you should know that this concept is being used tremendously in terms of uh, modern psychology now. Right? This is, this is the concept of talking when you talk to some person and you try to bring out the good in that person. This is what it talks about. If you look in the Mimer on Halel in, in Derech Mitzvah it talks about this idea that by talking about the person, by saying, you know, oh, wow, you know, such a wise person, such a nice person, such a kind person, such a, on and on and on and on, praising the person, it brings out, in fact, that trait in the person. That's the muscle that is being used over there. That as opposed to if you if you tell oh, this is a bad kid you know you're a bad boy you're you know you're uh, you know jealous you're angry you're this you're that right so that that brings out those traits in the person so really dependent upon dependent upon how you interact with the person and what you say the person has the potential to be both right he does have chesed he does have kavura he does have bad traits he has good traits so the question is what are you going to focus on. The more you focus on the positive, as hard as that is for some people, right, the more that that is in fact going to come out. So we're using that as the mashal. The nimshal is also with Hashem. That by us praising Hashem in this way or this manner, as, 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 as uh, you know, unusual as that might sound, it is actually bringing out these particular traits 
in Hashem. Because it's an it's a idea of an Isarusa de Tata causing an Isarusa de Ela. That's basically the idea. And that's what he says here. That this is the secret of the Isarusa de Tata, which then causes a corresponding Isarusa de Ela. The Kamashal Ha'adam Achacham. Right? Like, for example, here comes the mashal, like the wise person. That when you are going to praise him, how he's so wise. That, in fact, does arouse within him this kaya You're able to draw it out from within him. Like it's written over there, barichas. And what he's referring to is the mimer of hollow. Everyone's with me? So now we can go back to our question. What was our question? Our question is why are we even bothering with this whole idea of being, uh, having in mind uh, the different attributes of the Yudzirus of Atzilis, Mechavan B'Shem. In other words, why when we say Chaynin Adas should a Makubal have in mind the Yudke Vavke with the Patach, right, Nikud underneath it? Why should that be the case? When we're telling the Abishter Dafka to go in a way of Chachma, or we're telling the Abishter to go in a way of Chesed, or we're telling the Abishter to go in a way of Rachamim, the Abishter knows very well. Just dive into Hashem and he'll know what to do. So here, what the, what the Rebbe is explaining is that there is a certain mila to this. That for someone who is able to have Kavana and someone who's able to actually bring out that aspect, right, he is able to draw it down. Are you following? Are you with me? Right, so that is the that is the idea. What he's saying. That's why halal is a idea of ha'ara of a ray, like he said, light up the candle, like the ray, the lights of the candle. So right, the idea is to draw down that particular light, whichever light we're talking about. But kamokin yuvan, it's also understood. Like when we are when we are begging Hashem, right, be gracious with us and give us right chachma, right. That's the idea of, of drawing down that idea, that 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 uh, energy. So therefore, if I'm asking for chachma, right, and I want to draw it out from him, and I know that the Abishur is infinite, the Abishur can do anything, and he has everything within him. So by speaking it out. That this is what I'm asking for. I'm asking for a bracha. Bracha means to lower down, right? From the word same word as, as your as your knees, berkayim, right? The idea is to bring down, right? So what the Rebbe is saying here is that by having in mind the way Hashem is going to go through a certain channel, it sort of is drawing down that aspect of Hashem to come through that channel. In other words, if I want my child to be an ish chesed, right? So if I keep on telling him how he is not kind and how he is obnoxious and how he is not nice to other people, I'm doing the opposite. By me telling my child, you're so kind and that was such a nice thing that you did and that's amazing that you have that, that intention inside of yourself. With the muscle of the child, I'm able to draw down, draw out that particular, that particular um, uh, trait in the child. So you could say maybe it's manipulating, whatever. Okay, that's what parents are trying to be mechanech, their children, in a certain way. To try to draw that out. Are you following? So the, this is the kavana that he's saying here. The kavana is that, that we, as, as the Jewish nation, through our davening and through our 
having the right kavanas in our davening, we are able to draw down the different brachas that we are asking for. Right? Shimon Esra is asking for all these brachas, whether it's right, uh, right, etc., etc., right, all the different brachas that we're asking for from Hashem. So we are, in fact, asking in our, in, right, through our speech, right? It's coming out through our speech. So the point that he's saying is that by also having kavanah in your mind, the way the Abishter could go down through a particular, through a particular sphera, that is going to help the situation. Good? Clear? Yeah? Fantastic. I see everyone drank a lot of coffee this morning. Oh, I should say, oh, you guys are so on the ball. My, unbelievable this morning. It's amazing. Okay. All right, let's go. So he says like this, So this hashpa dafka needs to be through the sphere of Chachma. That's what we're trying to ask for. Also, we're asking for Rifa'enu, that Hashem should be healing. That's through the Midah of Tiferes. So that's why we have to draw down initially Labshus, or Einzov, Bachachma. We want to draw down the Or Einzov into the Chachma, the Tiferes, right? Into Tiferes. Tav Tav is Tiferes, by the way. Canal. That through us, right, so to speak, praising in front of him, how he's going to right, be drawn down and clothe himself into the Chachma, into the Tiferes. In order that he should be able to affect tremendous impacts into the worlds. And that is something that we are able to, in fact, make happen. Clear? All these words that we're saying. That's why we're saying it. Right? We're saying it, uh, so according to Kabbalah, we are saying it because we're actually impacting it. That's the point. So through this, the Oren is now able to be mislabish in them. That's why we have to say that we're supposed to be machaven in that particular name. In order that we should be mislabish the or into that particular sphere. So, in other words, when we're asking for chachma, our total intention should be on chachma. When we're asking for chesed, our intention should be on chesed. When we're asking for rachamim, our intention should be on rachamim. So, it makes the whole puzzle, you know, all fit together. Because you have now all the different aspects, right? You have the speech, which is also action. You have the kavana, which is the mind, right? Everything is going in the same direction. Good? Clear? Right? Because no matter how you see it, then we see the same thing happening. Namely that what? That through our actions, we're able to then cause the hislapshus of the orain self into that particular sphere. That's how we're able to cause what we're asking for to happen in an easier way. That's the bottom line. So that's why, going back a few uh, paragraphs, if you remember, it said, how come the, the Yidin are not being answered by Hashem when they daven? They're screaming out to Hashem, but they're not being answered. And it said over there, because they're not mechavin b'shem. Because they don't have intention for the particular sphera that it's supposed to be going through. Good? Are you guys with me? Yes? Now, right? 
So he says, Okay, Miata, so he says now, Lokasha Midi. Now we see that there's no Kasha Midi. There's no question whatsoever. The Kushias are Ribash, the questions of the Ribash. Right? Well, which was, Shehu Yisbarach Yodeya Be'eza Derachish Yashlem. That he clearly does know which direction to go in, right? Obviously, Devadai, Devar of Emes, that the truth is, the Ribash's words are true. We understand what he's saying, right? And it's not that he doesn't know. Of course he knows. However, in other words, go back to the question. The question is, why are we bothering getting ourselves involved in this whole thing? Why are we getting involved in this whole story? Just dive into the Abishter. The Abishter knows which way to go. Abishter knows. So the truth is, he's right. He's not wrong. He's right. Divadai, his words are emes. For sure it's emes. Right? Mikol Mokom, nevertheless, through having the Kavana, we're able to accomplish in our davening much more. That's the point. Right? Mishum Shezewa, Derech La'am Sheikh Orenzo Bahasviros. Because this is the way to draw down the Orenzo into the Sviros. Right? Of that, I'm sorry, Hasbisvira Hahu, into that particular Sviros. That's how we're able to accomplish it better. That's the bottom line. It's not that he can't. He can. The Abishu can do whatever he wants, for sure. And when you daven just Hashem, 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 of course he's going to be able to do it. However, there's a, there is a way to make it happen in a better manner. This is the way to make it happen in a better manner. Right? Which is particular to that particular action that we are asking him to do. Through our praising him, right, and giving him, you know, all this, uh, you know, all this uh, laudation, so to speak, right, lauding him. Because the truth, the bottom line is, for Hashem to, in fact, come down into our world in a way of chesed, in a way of chachm, in a way of gvur, in a way of anything. It's a major shvela, it's a major going down, right, that we're asking from him. He is very high up. We're asking him to lower himself down. Through the kavana and the praise of this particular bracha, we're able to draw down the orensov into that particular sphere. And that's how we're going to be able to accomplish that he's going to, in fact, do whatever it is that we're asking him to do in a much better way. Let's just read the first few lines of the next paragraph. So according to this, now we can understand what we said before. It comes out to us a very nice explanation. In terms of the Yehudim that we talked about in the beginning of the Mimer. Remember we said in the beginning of the Mimer, we said that when we do, all the way back to, to Oz base, right? we said, that when we do right Kriyashma, right, we are who remembers what the Yuchud was that we are able to do in Kriyashma? Ava, right? The Indian of Chachman Bina of Atzilus, of no of Bria, excuse me. And then we said, right, however, with Shmon Esra, it's the idea of Zun. 
And that's Zun Datsilas. We said, why is it this Bria? And this is right. This, why is this Avon? This is Zun. You'd imagine it's the other way around. And what we said, if you remember, is that it depends on which world we're talking about. This is Bria. This is this is uh, what's it called? This is Atzilus. And we said, what's the Chiddush of a, a Yuchud? Anyone remember? Does anyone remember the Chiddush of a Yuchud? Taking up the Excellent, excellent, right. Now, generally speaking, when we're asking the way the way the w- works is that it comes down. Like, let's say that it ha- like Chachma uh, uh, has a hundred percent. So, if it goes down to Bina, it's going to go down, uh, you know, fifty percent, only a certain amount. But the whole idea of a yichud is that bina should be able to rise up to be able to get the same 100% that's in chachma. Right? That's the whole idea of a yichud, that the light. So now it comes out very good, very well, what we've been talking about. Because if the objective is to get a much greater amount of ore to come down into the world based on our actions, based on our davening, based on our learning, based on all of these things, so now we can understand what we're talking about. That through this yichud, Right, which is the idea of elevating the lower svira, the lower parts of, to reach to the level of the higher parts of. So therefore, instead of the ore being uh, limited as it comes down, the ore that's coming down is on a much grander, much greater uh, level. Everyone's got that? That's, that's basically the idea of Yehudim, right? So now we can understand what we're doing because what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring down the orain self into right, into the different spheres, but then bring it down on a much higher level than the way it is right now. Because right now it's coming down into the world also. I mean, we have a world that's existing, but it's coming down in the way of a trickle. What our objective is, is to bring down that ore in a way that is huge amount of ore and changes the whole perspective, changes the whole, uh, so to speak, the whole landscape of, of the world, basically, or, or really not just this world, but all the worlds. That's our objective down here. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And that's what he says. So anyone that looks into the works of the Mekubalim, like in the parties, how our main Magama is a target, our main focus, our main target, right? In all of our Torah mitzvahs, in our Kriyashma, in our Tefillah, is to unite and make these unities. That's our objective. That's our whole objective in everything. Like, like you see, when you when you, uh, if you ever picked up a book of, of Kabbalah, like Kisve uh, Arizal, like Priyets Chaim or something like that, it's talking about having certain kavanas. Like when you go to the mikvah, you have certain kavanas. When you put on tefillin, you have certain kavanas. When you, uh, you know, when you're davening, you have kavanas. As we've been talking about, each of these kavanas, right, that um, that a person does, right, is actually. You know, actually happening, it's causing there to be this these yehudim. Now, obviously, when we do the mitzvahs, also these yehudim are happening. It's just like as he says here, someone who's mechavin in it, you know, someone who's holding on the level of the of the mukubalim, uh, is able to be mechavin in these things. So then, obviously, it's going to happen much better, right? That's the idea. 
there is a concept that a chassid should come into it and say that you know, like when he's going to mikvah, that that all the kavanas of the arizal, the way the arizal writes, should happen now when I'm when I'm uh, you know when I'm toiveling or when I'm you know, doing these things because we are not holding on this level to be able to you know mean machavin in all these different things. You know, halavai that we should be able to read one uh, bracha in Kriyashma uh, in in Shemona Esrei and not have our wine, minds wander onto all the fifteen million different things that are bouncing around our heads. Right, but the bottom line is, is that for people that are able to do these things, it's causing a huge, huge impact in the world. Right, so there's many different tremendous milas in these yehudim. Right, and also we have to say, based on the yehudim, that's also causes based on the days. Kamosh b'Shabbos, you have a certain yehud b'Oifin Hazeh, and Yantiv is a different Oifin, and Acharka in Yerachchaydus is a different Oifin. In other words, there's different things that are flying, right? In other words, when you have a, a Shabbos, for instance, there's different yehudim that are going on based on the fact that it's Shabbos. Or if it's a yantif, right? If it's based on the fact that today is, you know, a Purim or today is Pesach or today is whatever. And each of the different things that are happening. So it's like, it's actually like a map. The Kabbalah is really like a map as to what's happening during different events. Like, for example, during the Seder night, right? Like what's happening? Like when you make Kiddush, right? There's a huge amount of ore that comes down with the first Kiddush, that the whole idea of what is it called Pesach for, one of the main reasons, according to Kabbalah, why it's called Pesach, which means to jump over, right, is that you don't jump, like the normal way to build uh, the, the whole Kabbalistic building is by, you know, starting at one level, then building and building and building and building and building, and then finally you're able to draw it down. For example, on Shabbos, does anyone know, like, like the highest level on Shabbos? When's the highest level on Shabbos? Mincha, right. Mincha is like, like the highest level. The next, uh, one of the major things, next level is like Keser, right? And because you're building up, you're building up towards Mincha of Shabbos, right? And so it's building from, you know, greater and greater and greater and greater. However, on the night of Pesach, for example, when you make Kiddush, the first Kiddush on the on Seder night, you bring into the whole into the world, into your Seder table, into you, whatever, this huge amount of light, which is totally not the normal way. It jumps over all the levels. And then you have to do all the other things like Karpas and things like that to fill in the blanks that you left open because you jumped over all the lower levels. It's a, it's fa- it's a fascinating idea. But this is happening in every Yantif, in every Davening, in every Shabbos, in every, and, and it's, it's a fascinating it's fascinating, even if we're not holding on the level of actually, you know, having all the kavanas, you know, exactly which yudke, vavke to be thinking about, and shame ma, and shame ban, and shame this. I mean, he's going to get into it in chapter, uh, in chapter 12. He starts talking about the difference of shame mav, right, the membase, right, and, uh, and as opposed to shame av, and, and wow, and shma, right, vahayim shmo, if you could just change the change. Page, uh, turn the page a second. Right, which is 42, the shame of the God's name of 42. When it talks about God's name in 42, it means the way when you have the Yud Ke Vav Ke, you spell it out. Right, so Yud is Yud Vav Dalid. That equals the gematria of 20. Hey could be spelled Hey, 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 Aleph, hey, Yud, depending on how you spell it, is going to, is going to have an impact. So, shame, uh, shame, Mav 
would be the idea of uh, what is it? Uh, so Yud Vav Dalad is is uh, twenty, and then you have Hey Aleph is uh, six plus Hey Aleph is six. That's thirty-two, and Vav. Oh, no, that can't be it. Uh, hey 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 Hey. Uh, I don't remember exactly. You have to you have to work it out uh, to all the different things. And then you have the shame. Then he says that corresponds to the forty-two different letters. We have to add Shiracha. Parashas v'hayim shemoa yesh ba shem av connected av the iron base taven according to the seventy-two words shem v'hayim shem v'samtem v'lachar tamua biyos yedua the parashas shema v'hayim hein chesed v'gvura right v'im kain kevan shema hu chesed shema is chesed ech shayach shem mav shehu mevichinis gvura right shem mav is gvura but V'hayim Shmoa is the idea, I mean, not V'hayim Shmoa, is the Indian of Chesed. So how could it be that it's Shem Mav, which is Gevura, in the idea of Chesed? You know what I mean? In other words, there, there's this whole world that's taking place around us in terms of Yiddishkeit that, that uh, if, you, if you study Kabbalah, is what is really happening with each of the different aspects of what's happening in the day, right? So, you know, if you, you add to it, like what we're, what we're talking about in Tanya, for example, how the Alter Rebbe is saying to us that everything that we do over the course of a day is absolutely essential, right? And it is changing. It's affecting not only us, our individual selves, but also the world around us. So when you start learning all these things and you learn about what's happening when you say Shema and what's happening when you say Shema Esri and what's happening when you uh, wash on bread and you make benching and what's happening on a Wednesday versus a Tuesday, a Tuesday versus a Monday, a Monday versus a Shabbos, right? Rosh Chodesh versus a regular day. Why is Purim without, you know, is a heavy-duty holiday, yet we do Malacha? I'm on we don't do Malacha. Why? You know, all of these things, right, it's like reading the instruction book of what's going on, of what's going on in the world around us. You know, I'll give you my, my famous uh, mushal, and then we'll, we'll stop with this. It's like the difference between, you know, just uh, for, for all those people that are into sports, right? It's the difference between, you know, a kid that's, you know, or not a kid, or an adult, right, that doesn't know anything about football, and they go to watch a super, the Super Bowl, right? So they go to watch the Super Bowl, and, you know, they have the team in white and team in, you know, blue or whatever. And they say, oh, they're going to root for the team in white. And then, like, you know, the team in white gets a touchdown. Everyone around them jumps up and down. Oh, they're so happy. And they don't even know what's going on. They say, oh, that's a touchdown. Oh, so they jump up and down also. Right? They're watching, they're watching the game. Right? But they don't. And then you have a guy that's at the same Super Bowl party. And he played football in high school. Right? And then he played even on a level in college. And then he went into coaching, and then he went into this, and he went into, and and he knows every single you know play that what's going on, and he knows what the players' weaknesses and the strengths are, and they he's been following this team you know that's wearing the white jerseys you know for his entire life, and he knows every single player and every single players you know everything about them, and he understands why would they blitz in this situation, why would they wouldn't blitz, and why would they run the, the this player that play, when so when he sees them score a touchdown, it's a different game. They're both watching the same game. I mean, don't get me wrong. The same TV screen, the same game. But they're completely watching two different games. Right? That's life. So you could be sitting here in this world looking at life 
and just watching it go by, and, and you know, okay, now it's Shabbat. I mean, even for, for, I'm talking about a from person. I'm not even talking about someone who is secular. I'm not, that's Bechlal, not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about a from person who watched life, and he said, oh, okay, today is Shabbos, or today is Purim, or today is Pesach, or today I have to put on tefillin, or don't put on, you know, today, you know, Mincha. And then you have a person that understands what's flying. What is Mincha? What is putting on tefillin? What is Baruch? What is Shema? What is happening in Shemona Esri? What is happening now that we're getting ready for Shabbos? We're going to the mikvah on Erev Shabbos. What does that cause? What does that not cause? What is saying Shtayim Mikra cause? What does it not cause? It's a different life. That's the difference. So uh, with these final words, I'd like to encourage you know, everyone to, uh, to, to recognize that you know, at the end of the day, that this is what we have when we're learning Hasidus, that we have this ahead of us, in front of us, to, uh, to, uh, to, to look at life from a very, very different point of view. That when you watch the Super Bowl, you know, just don't, oh, this is, oh, the white team scored, oh, great, great. The blue team scored, oh, great. You know, it's like, you don't even know what's flying. You know, yeah, okay, you understand that this guy got a touchdown or this guy got a touchdown, but you're watching a, a, a very different game than the guy next to you.